Hello everyone and welcome to Changing Conversations with me, Billy Burke. And me, Sarah Philp. We're really glad you've joined us on this podcast. This podcast is all about changing conversation. Conversation is one of the oldest ways to nurture the conditions for growth and improvement. We come alive when we talk about what's important to us and it's this that has the potential to guide us into new and different ways of being and offer the potential for great things. In this podcast, we want to explore the big questions and the small questions. It's a place for thinking and conversations that hold the potential for change. You will hear from us as well as some of our guests. We would love to hear from you and for you to get involved. You can also follow us on Twitter at Changing Conversations. Thank you for joining us today for this first episode of season two of Changing Conversations. Sarah and I are delighted to be back with you at the start of this new year. It's hard to believe that we managed to record 24 episodes last year, especially given that we started with um, no knowledge and no experience of um, podcasting, but it was a great lockdown um, experiment, I suppose, in some ways, you know, how many could we create? What could we create? And We've really enjoyed the conversations we've had and we've really enjoyed creating a space for people to pause, to listen to something from a different perspective, um, to reflect on what's going on and just giving people really space to space to think. And we love hearing what resonates with you um, through Twitter and we love hearing like where and how you listen and I know many of you have previously been listening on your commute to work which may be less for some of you now um, and many listen when you're out walking and I'm sure we're still we're still doing the walking just now. Hopefully and we certainly had a, a lot of really good conversations that, that we both enjoyed and met a lot of really interesting people. We'll continue to do that this season we, we want to bring a, a rich variety of conversation to the podcast um, where obviously we, we do focus back on education and learning, well-being in particular. But today we wanted to take the time, just Sarah and myself, um, to spend some time with you to consider at the start of this new year where we, where we are, where we've been and where we might be headed. So Sarah, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Billy. Does it feel like a new beginning? <laughs> it's a bit like Groundhog Day, to be honest. <laughs> I, I, think, I think many of us were really keen to say goodbye to 2020. I know some of my friends didn't yeah. stay up, but I was quite determined to make sure 2020 did leave. So I did stay up till, uh, till midnight to bring in the bells. Yeah. Um, and then we came into 2021 and um, 2021 seems to be showing its true colours up front and quick smart. Absolutely. It's not messing about, is it? It's certainly not, no. So did you have a wee dram at the Bells? I I did. I had some champagne. Oh, champagne. That's that's very classy. That's, that's <laughs> East Coast. I, I had a nice Jura. So yeah, like, like you said, many aspects of last year that, that were quite happy to, to see behind us. Inevitably, there'll be lots of positives. Mm -hmm. um, but you said there, the start of 21 has shown its true colours because here we are in Scotland again and almost as full of lockdown as we were when, 
when we kicked off the, the podcast yeah. in the sort of spring of last year. Yeah. What's what's different this time? Um, I think I, I was reflecting on this today actually with um, some head teachers that I was working with that you know, yes, we've done it before, but um, it's still new and it's still different and we did do it before but it's almost like some of the expectations have therefore changed because we've done it before so we should be better at it this time but actually do you know what it's not normal and it's completely disrupting who we are how we live how we work how we engage all of that is still disrupted and that's no different to the last time so there's I think there's a bit of confusion or maybe mixed messages I don't know what it is but there's that kind of tension maybe that's the word I'm looking for there's a tension between yes we've done it before we learned stuff the last time but actually do you know what this isn't normal it's not okay so it doesn't necessarily translate that we we're going to nail it this time we're going to do it brilliantly this time this is it's still not a normal situation that it still has a significant impact on how we live ultimately we don't want to be here. We don't. We don't want to be restricted and have freedoms taken away, and not be able to celebrate people's birthday with a meal or meet some pals down the pub for a pint, yeah. or even go and welcome a, a new baby into the world. As I believe you, you would with your your youngest niece. Yeah, absolutely. My youngest niece was born on Monday of this week. Um, and so, yeah, I would normally be right around there, but obviously not just now. So um, there are so many things that are normal in our life, in the pattern of life, um, that actually are hugely disrupted um, by the, just by COVID, by how we find ourselves in this situation, in this um second uh, lockdown or at least second lockdown for Scotland I know England has had other things <laughs> they seem to be on lockdown three I think but we're still two mm. um, and I think the other thing that's maybe different this time as well is our resilience is low and low in a different way to maybe it was before maybe we mm -hmm. there was a resilience the last time and it was hard the last time um, and we didn't know what to do the last time in some ways because we hadn't experienced it before. But we've we've been living under this disruption for a year now. Um, and I think that people are tired and we're just a bit over it, a bit done with it. Um, and the things that normally restore our souls, <laughs> we can't do. So we can't connect with people in the same way. You know, she said to me um, this week, you know, she'd walked down the corridor of, of, the, of the school with all these empty classrooms and she just thought, this is horrible. This is not how schools should be. This is not what we should be doing. This is not who we are as a, as a, as a teacher, as a, as a school, as a community. Yeah, it's very, it's very different from last time because for a start, it's January. It's pitch black, icy, cold. Not that that should really stop us from still getting outdoors and taking exercise, but it is different. Yeah. Um, and there's, but there's things about the pandemic itself that, that are different, things that are better, mm -hmm. and that we have concrete hope. <laughs> <laughs> Almost said concrete light at the end of the tunnel. 
but we have a vaccine and people are being vaccinated. You're seeing the most vulnerable and uh, frontline elderly people. So there's so that's better. Yeah. There are aspects that are worse. So the, the science seems to be telling us that it spreads faster. Yeah. Uh, we're seeing you know, some real pressure on services down south mm-hmm. um, and Scotland, potentially not too far behind, which is why with the decision was made that schools would, would close again. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, when I say schools close, that is that most of the learning moves online mm-hmm. and the building remains open. Uh, to look after the pupils who need that childcare in, in the hubs. Mm-hmm. But like you said, the expectations are different because we've come a long way yeah. in terms of how we can support and engage and teach and learn with young people. The profession have really stepped up with the digital skills and uh, you know, you, you've seen that on Twitter just over the past couple of days, despite the technology challenges. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's always going to be there. Um, you know, we're recording this on Tuesday evening, you know, two days into it, the initial signs are that the engagement from young people is is high, certainly yeah. in my own school. Um, and the expectations of, of parents are high because mm-hmm. when we locked down in schools last March, certainly in the secondary context, we'd covered a hell of a lot of the year. Yeah. Certainly most of the qualifications content we're in a different place. We're only halfway through the academic session and there's a lot of uncertainty in the secondary senior phase context as to how we're going to get to a place that we can accredit children fairly and robustly and equitably come next August. And no doubt we'll have a few conversations about that with various people along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it is, so it is different and, and there's bits that are better, bits that are more challenging. Um, but we're moving on and we're getting through and, and we got through the last one. We'll get through this one. So what then from thinking thinking back to 2020, what were the best bits in terms of what will you keep with you from last year um, and what will you let go of? Um, I think the, the thing that I would take from 2020 and I'm not sure I would have identified it in 2020 but I always um, as many people do choose a word for the year and um, my my word for 2020 was ease and um, I'm not sure that that really came came through it did in some ways uh, but in lots of ways it just felt a bit funny that that was my my word for the year um but kind of reflecting on 2020 and what I would take into and kind of channel for 2021, um, I decided on the word trust. Um, and mo- mainly kind of trusting myself and trusting the process. And I think that's one thing that um, 2020 really taught me to do was to trust myself more um, and to trust the process and to and I guess with that comes hope in the sense mm-hmm. you know you were saying we, we've also got that concrete hope of a vaccine but also yeah. just um you know trust and funnily enough trust came up so many times in the conversations we had throughout the podcast yeah. being so yeah. important to 
to improvement, to well-being, to so many different things, to relationships. Um, but it was much more of an interactive thing, whereas for me, that trust is much more trust within myself and trust within the process as opposed to trusting other people. Mm -hmm. Good word. Yeah. What Hopefully th this time next year, you'll, you'll be saying, yeah, trust trust was a guiding light. I think ease was ambitious if you'd known what was coming. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> but equally, my, my word, probably slightly ironic in hindsight, uh, was, was vitality. Mm. At the time <laughs> I was reading a book, um, a really easy to read book called The Path about uh, an overview of Eastern, ancient Eastern philosophy. Mm -hmm. And I was really interested in a section about chi and just that energy that, you know, essentially everything is energy on a mm -hmm. scientific level and um, determined that I would take more ownership and control over my own energy levels because typically follow the flow of given the job I do of a school session yeah. that by Christmas you're absolutely on your knees mm -hmm. then again by Easter and then again by summer yeah. and by the time you have the cold you get over the cold because you've not really been managing your energy you've lost a week of your holiday so determined that that kind of thing wasn't going to happen and that I would have more energy on a more even keel mm -hmm. and focus my energy on the things that actually need it and make a difference and, and matter. Um, and then the reason I say it's ironic is that we faced challenges on our physical and emotional energies that we didn't foresee. And yeah, uh, yeah certainly at points in 2020 as a head teacher and as a dad and husband, um, yeah, there was points when I just felt as if I was on my knees but we got up again and we dusted ourselves down and we got through and uh, yeah, even, even, even with that, there'll be lots of things. I suppose when I think of 2020, I'll probably, we'll probably all think of COVID. And I, I think the first thing we should think about is the reason that it's so horrific and that is that it has killed a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So that that's the hardest bit. Yeah. Or anybody, you know, for anyone who lost someone or for anyone who, went through real illness um, or hardship. So happily leave all that behind and let's hope that, that we get through 2021 to, to the other side of this as quick as we can. Um, but I will hold on to a lot of good memories of some of the homeschooling, not mm -hmm. all of it. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and just getting outdoors and you know all that stuff that we've spoke about before. Yeah, yeah. I think... Um... When I look out my kitchen window when I'm washing the dishes, the number of people that are out walking, the number of people that were out sledging over the last few weeks, um, biking, you know, I've never seen that kind of, that number of people out there. And that sort of just pleasure in the outdoors mm -hmm. and, you know, what's on our doorstep without having to go um too far you know and I think a lot of people miss travel in different ways um, and yeah. actually we have so much on our doorsteps um, if we look for it if we're open to it yeah absolutely so that could be one of the positives I mean we, we've spoke in various ways about sustainability over 
podcast, you know, that's a theme that's come up that there, there's in 2020 it created in a lot of people a sense of urgency of making changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, hence the name of this podcast, probably, isn't it? Yeah. There's, there's some things that we just can't go back to. No. So what will you let go? Probably a different kind of theme, but I'll, I'll certainly let go of, back to the theme of, of energy, I suppose, wasting too much energy on the past or the future and just be more present. You know, not, not ignore what's happened or be naive or, or ignorant of what might come, but just that acceptance that you can only influence where you are now. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll let go of worrying, over worrying about things that have happened and things that could happen. Mm-hmm. And a bit more in the, well, where, where are we in the here and now? So what can we do about it in the here and now? Yeah. So I'll let, I'll let that go. What about you? Probably similar, actually. I think there's, there's definitely something about doing stuff rather than planning to do stuff. <laughs> so, you know, take take the moment when it comes or drink the champagne or <laughs> whatever it is but you know be just yeah be in in the moment um in lots of different ways hmm. as, a, as a way of being as opposed to you know something you just do when you go for a walk or a run or a do your yoga practice or something but just really trying to take that into all all our actions all our ways of being yeah. You know, we spoke about the difference, I suppose, people listening in that, well, everybody's experiencing the here and now in a different way. And January 2021 is different from March 2020 for all of us. So there's something powerful in what you're saying there for me about just that acceptance about the here and now and, yeah. you know, living a bit more in, in the moment and worrying less about what we can't influence and more about what we can and then getting on with it. Yeah. So thinking a bit more widely then, Sarah, obviously everybody will have their their personal uh, hopes and challenges in the year ahead. And, you know, we've spoke a little bit about our thinking moving forward. But what what do you see? Is the, the wider context that we're operating within at the moment and the wider challenges and opportunities? Um, I think I think one of the things that has happened over the last year is it's really placed or shone a light on the importance and the impact of educators. Um, and I think, you know, deliberately using the term educators to be truly inclusive of all the people that that in, involves um, in supporting our children and young people and, and our families as well. And I think the great you know, resilience and uh, creativity, I suppose, as well, actually, that educators have shown during this this time. And I think that gives us great hope for the future and it gives us a great sense of potential and possibility as well. And I think this time resilience is slightly lower because I think we have been working under different circumstances for a significant period of time and we need to keep going and we we know that children have been learning 
impact has been happening. Um, children have been in school and they've been happy and they've been learning. And, you know, as I said earlier, that's ultimately what we all want. But it's how do we how do we keep going through this period so that when we come back, we are able to maintain that momentum, maintain that learning that's been happening um, while also being mindful of of health and well-being as well but those two things are so connected and tied up with each other that we we need to remember it's not health and well-being or learning but actually the two are very much connected just as teacher well-being is very much connected to teachers feeling they're doing a good job and that they're having an impact and that they are fulfilling that moral purpose that they come into teaching for as well so it's about making sure we're able to to be mindful of both of the parts of what well-being means in a holistic sense mm -hmm. never more than in the past nine months have i realized and reaffirmed actually um, that for me health and well-being it's not a strand of the curriculum as it it was envisaged you know it, it's a and, and teachers in scotland will understand this it's a responsibility of all as is literacy as is numeracy but for me it doesn't belong in there it's it's, it's an entity in and of its own without which there can be no learning. Yeah. Because you can't, you can't learn if you're not engaged or if you're in a state of fear and anxiety. Um, so I, I think we've come a long way. And I think people have had to think really, really hard about how we can continue to build health and well-being in restricted circumstances, whether yeah. that was... Uh, teaching with a face covering or, mm -hmm. you know, how I greet 850 young people at the door in the morning yeah. while also reminding them to pull their mask up and uh, sanitise their hands. Yeah. But, but we did and we adapted, mm -hmm. you know. And that's about trying to maintain the the human quality of, of what we do. And now, obviously, everyone at this stage is thinking about how we continue to do that digitally. Yeah. But it probably, for me, brings back, and I forgot to tell you what my word of this year is. Mm. Um, because like you, I, I believe, I don't, I don't believe in New Year's resolutions. No. Uh, I don't, really because I don't think that that they work. Uh, they, a lot of people, it tends to be about quite a major change of lifestyle, maybe fitness that involves quite a lot of dedication and change, and it's hard to sustain that. And where I've seen people get a bit down because they haven't sustained it. Yeah. Um, but I suppose also, importantly for me, why wait till the 1st of January? It's true. <laughs> you, know, you, you want to get fit, you know, do it tomorrow. Yeah. Or start tonight. Why, why put it off? So I don't, I don't do New Year's resolutions, but I do like reflecting at this time of year. So I chose the word uh, simplicity. Mm. So simplicity for me can apply to everything, actually. And that scenario we're talking about in schools um, has, it's what's helped me get through the complexity of risk assessments and operating under restrictions. And thinking back to last year, he draws breath as he says it, the qualifications of 2020 and, you know, just all these really complex situations. Yeah. The complexity can be overwhelming. Mm -hmm. you know, so there, there's, there's a phrase I like, which is that, um, that you can have lots and lots of knowledge but the wisdom is on stripping it through to 
And I think it was Einstein that said, you know, make things as, as simple as you can, but no simpler than that. Yeah. And, and if we could do that at the moment with our personal challenges and personal opportunities and professional too, um, just our, our thinking, now you, you'll know this and you'll probably be able to articulate it better than me, but the human thought process, our brains are so busy. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot to to quiet the mind, strip yeah. it back to what's really important. So simplicity for me is what I seek this year. Mm. Well, how's it feeling so far? <laughs> <laughs> um, got to say, surprisingly good. Good. Uh, when I learned that schools wouldn't be re- reopening as planned, mm. I was more relaxed than I thought I would be. Mm-hmm. Because, borrow your phrase for the year, I have trust. Mm-hmm. Got to, you've got to trust, not blind trust, but you've got to trust that decisions are being made for the right reasons, that the right decisions are being made. Yeah. And regardless, you've got to accept unless you can influence it. Um, but as a head teacher, I trust my school community, and, and because. They, we've stepped up to every mm-hmm. challenge. We've either dealt with them or we've excelled through them, depending on what that challenge is. So I, I err on the side that, yeah, we'll get through this too. And what I tried to do was just strip it back to how can we do this as simply as possible? Yeah. So, for example, how what's the expectations for teaching and learning? You know, and, and we spoke earlier about the raised expectations. So I tried to simplify it for the team and, and we engaged in conversations around about, right, two things here, guys. What's the stimulus for learning? So is it you on a screen? Is it a pre-recorded video? Is it something else out there in the big, big, wide world? Because we don't need to all be reinventing the wheel. Mm-hmm. Or is it a worksheet task? Is it an independent task? What's, what's the stimulus? That's what we thought about. And we had really good conversations about that. And then second simple thing, what's the engagement and interaction? Because there's very little learning without engagement. Yeah. You know, and, and young people learn best through interaction. So so I, I, I take no credit for the fact that the school's up and running as quick as, as we are mm-hmm. digitally. But I think the simplicity around that quite was quite helpful. Yeah. Because you're right, there's so much going on, both in terms of the work we do, whoever that is, whether you're an educator or not, everybody's work is is disrupted and changed by this. Our our lives are disrupted and changed by it. Everything we're doing is disrupted and changed. And so there's a lot that takes up a lot of cognitive space, processing space, and there comes a point we've all we've all said it you know and we've all felt it you know I literally can't take anything else on or into my head I can't take any more on um and that affects then how how effective we are it affects how we show up how we communicate how we respond to feedback all sorts of different things it has all that many different um impacts on us so keeping things simple gives us the space to to respond rather than react, I guess. Yeah. 
there's a quote I came across when I was thinking about speaking with you today. It said, eliminate the unnecessary so that the necessary may speak. Oh, that's a nice one. I do, I like that one. Mm. Because keeping it simple doesn't mean keeping it basic. You know, it, it's not about you can't engage in complex and, and high level tasks and ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just trying to break it down to the simplest point where you can deal with it and take it forward. Yeah. It's a bit like, I suppose, climbing a ladder. You don't climb a ladder by looking to jump up three rungs at a time. You know, you just take one step at a time. Mm-hmm. It's an old saying because it's lasted because it's there's wisdom in it. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so we were reflecting about educators in, in general will face. So yeah, we'll, we'll continue to need to engage in a different way from pre-COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose when I when I think of what's what's current, particularly in Scottish education at the moment, yeah, there's a lot of dialogue around about the fact that schools are closed and what will the quality of learning be from home. Um, and there's a real anxiety about uh, the senior phase young people you know, because we're we're in we're in January, uh, we're not we're not in March as we were last time, yeah. which means we've got a lot more teaching and learning and assessment to get through, and there's a bit of uncertainty about how we'll get there. Yeah, I suppose the message from us is you know just try to keep it simple. Um, if we've learned anything from last year, a way forward will be found. Yeah, not everyone will agree. Hindsight might show there's better ways, but a way forward will be found mm-hmm. and you just need to keep it simple and follow the steps as best you can. Yeah. And I think in being in trying to keep things simple as well, just there's something about being kind. And I know that gets um, bandied around a lot. You know, if you can't be anything, just be kind. And I, I totally agree with that. I think sometimes with all of these things, it's so easy to say and not so easy to do. Um, but I think if we're keeping things simple and if we're recognising where we are, if we also try to be kind to ourselves and to each other, then that will go a long way as well. It's so important to get behind the the catchphrases because it's my daughter has a T-shirt with Be Kind on it yeah. that we got last year in April or May. It became a thing yeah. and, and great, you know, but just like Black Lives Matter, Mm-hmm. became a thing it's not just the words we need to keep engaging with what it actually means so yeah totally with you keep yeah. remembering to be kind but keep thinking about what that actually means yeah so Sarah it's good to be back having a conversation about change and reconnecting with some of the themes from previous episodes and you know maybe highlighting some of the areas that we'll want to get into in the episodes to come it's good to be back. It's good to reconnect, and it's it's good to be back recording. There'll be a few outtakes from this one, I think, but it's good to be back. Yeah, it's not always easy to get your head back in the game, but hopefully, we've uh, we've said some things that will resonate out there. And as ever, we would look for people to connect with us, wouldn't we? Yeah, absolutely. Um, We'd like, I guess, anyone who's listening, we'd like you to think about what what will you hold on to from 2020? What do you want to let go of? And 
I'm interested, do you have a word for the year? And if so, what is it? Perhaps you can let us know on Twitter. In the meantime, take care, everyone, and we will see you next time. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode, and please join us again for the next one. In the meantime, you can get involved with the conversation via Twitter or by seeing the episode notes for our contact details. Thank you again from both of us. Stay safe and take good care.